Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage. And while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping me understand dating Not courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 106th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has just plain given up. And today we uncover gift 16 of the Holy Lover series, plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in the queue. Get in that queue. Call 313-RADICAL or you can call in your browser at callinstudio.com slash radical1 for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. So as we always do, we rock off the show, starting out with the quote of the day. So let's Do this. Quote, when it is all over, you will not regret having suffered. Rather, you will regret having suffered so little and suffered that little so 
badly. End quote. St. Sebastian Valfrey. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so now we start off with today's content. Um, so we got any callers. Today's content is very, very uh, controversial uh, because, it, you know, it always brings up negative feelings um, in people, especially if this is happening um, in your marriage. But the main thing is what we always do is we at Catholic Alpha Radical, we try to bring up and help you save your marriage. And you can't save your marriage if you don't know the truth. And that's the proof of love. The proof of love is you are told the truth. People love you enough to tell you the truth. Um, because other than that, what's the what we're living for? What's the world for? If everybody's giving you fluff and lying and trying to make you look at stupid videos all the time that don't mean nothing to your life. Um, so sometimes so those things have their place. But sometimes you need things to get, help you get to be serious as a man, understand your mission and what your life is really about. And so what we try to do here is I try to help you to understand, although, you know, while you're having all the pleasure and fun and playing the golf and the fishing, watching the NFL and the NBA and the NHL and all that stuff while you're doing all, you know, camping. So, you know, every now and then come and, and get some knowledge about what my life is truly about and where me and my wife and my children are headed. Um, so share the podcast because why? Because that's your way of giving back. Nobody talks about the stuff I talk about. And if they do, it's kind of fluffy, you know. But what you got to do is understand, man, that you help people by sharing. You know, don't keep stuff to yourself. If I'm saying something that you believe will help you, if it's helping you, it's going to help means of other people, too. So share that button, listen to it uh, on Apple Podcasts, or, or really, I send everybody to my website, you know, because, you know, folks shut you down these days when if you just say one negative thing. So I send everybody to my website to really um, watch me, although I don't see a lot of controversial stuff, but I do say stuff, you know, if somebody asked me about homosexuality, I'm going to tell them, you know, and in today's world, you get shut down for that. Um, so with that being said, let's get going. How to save my marriage when my wife has given up, my wife is cheating, what should I do? Oh, that is the question. And today we cover gift 16 of the Holy Lover series, which states, a holy lover must embrace fidelity. Now, those of you that know what a holy lover is, the holy lover is what I have come up with over the last eight years of how to be the man God has created you to be, and how to be the husband your wife needs. So why do I say that? Why? So you don't lose your wife. So you don't lose your, you don't lose your family. Um, your relationship with God stays strong, or it becomes strong in most cases. Um, and so what you have to do is understand, man, yeah, I like, you know, I love my job. I love playing, you know, having playing sports and 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 being and doing fun things. But the real purpose of this life is do I get to go to the big party? And the big party's heaven, baby. <laughs> That's the party. Um, and so, and, and then not only will you get there, will you be will your wife and your kids be in tow? 
And that's what you as a man going to be judged on. So my wife is cheating. What should I do? What we're going to do is we're going to cover broadly what to do with that. And I might even go over some specific things to do. But mainly, man, you know, it, it, it comes to fidelity. You know, even though things are going bad, your wife is doing what she's doing. If your wife is, if a wife is cheating on her husband, what does that mean for you? You know, do I be a wuss and be a punk and just not stop being a warrior and just give up? Well, she's messing around. I guess I go get me somebody too. Yeah. Is that being a real man though? Is that controlling your passions? Is that really showing that you are a man of God, a, a Christian soldier? Because listen, if a, if a woman's, if a man's wife is messing around, he's at least 50% to do with that. Guys want to, you know, guys want to blame the wife for everything when she's messing around. When the woman's messing around, she's only doing that to do what? To fulfill the needs in her that you wouldn't provide as her husband. Plain and simple. No woman wants to give herself to another man when she has chosen you as her husband. She doesn't want to. She does it mainly because, well, he ain't listening. He don't appreciate me. He don't really love me. There's no emotional closeness in this marriage. Where am I going? Where is this marriage going? The kids are about grown. What am I? What do I have? He don't. He's always at work. You know, he talks to me like I'm some kind of animal or something. You've got to understand. This is why I advocate. You don't confront the guy because basically you're gonna cause a problem. First of all, if if your wife has another man, what's gonna happen is if you confront him, she's gonna immediately take his side. Because she's sleeping with him right now. She ain't sleeping with you. Because in most cases, if she's with him, she hasn't had sex with you in probably at least 30 days. So basically what that means is she's going to attach to him for, for, for temporarily. you know. And your job as a man is to do things to draw her back to you and stop causing, the, stop doing the damage that was done the last two years, one year, six months, 10, 20, 30 years. I have people in my program, men in my program, that they wife left them after 40 years of marriage. And that is not, that is not atypical. That is typical. Believe it or not. And you ain't no special than that. You're not. If you think you are, you got a marriage problem and you just don't know it. You've got to stay on top of your game. You got to stay on top of your game. So why are men called to control their passions? Why? Well, because in a, in a nutshell, because that's what Christ did. Christ controlled his, and we as men are called to emulate Christ. He was the man of all men, true and authentic masculinity from the top to bottom, him and St. Joseph, the father of the Holy Family. And if we don't really, once look, man, I'm not going to lie. That took me a long time to get hold of that one. But you know what? Once I started understanding what I'm supposed to be doing in that area, man, it became, I became a lot more peaceful, you know, um, the next question that we're going to cover today a little bit is um, if our wife has an affair on us, are we obliged to return the favor in today's society? That's why I don't have a thousand men in my program, because when their wife messes around, they think, well, I go get me one, too. You know, I go mess around, too. You know, and so what does that do? That just adds to the evil that just adds to the evil. You just incite Satan even more. It incites him even more. So basically, when we do that, then more evil starts, more evil starts, spreads throughout society. That's why you have a 60% divorce rate, man, because people are for that certain thing. You know, um, the next question that we're going to cover, um, 
if we are in marriage crisis, which is so what is marriage crisis? Marriage crisis is you haven't had sex in over 30 days. Marriage crisis is you, your wife has asked for a divorce. Marriage crisis is your wife has left the home. Marriage crisis is you two sleep in separate bedrooms. Marriage crisis is you guys argue all the time. You can't communicate. Marriage crisis is your wife has filed for divorce. Marriage crisis is your wife has left and took the kids. Marriage crisis is you you are divorced. And marriage crisis is you have filed for your wife has filed or you have filed for an annulment. And marriage crisis is you have gotten an annulment. That's marriage crisis. So if we are in marriage crisis and our wife has left the home or wants a divorce, why do we lose our credibility credibility if we get another woman? You know, so my wife is is she is ignoring me. She's avoiding me. She's not talking to me. She's out, you know, doing her thing. She might even be not even might even not even have another man. She just might be not talking to me and, and wanting to move out. You know, how do I why do I lose credibility if I go get another woman? You know? And that goes again to, as a man, you are called to control yourself, to control your passions. And if you don't do that, you're just like every other jerk out here. You're not a real man because you're just doing what all them people are doing. Listen, I covered this the other day, but say Faustina is a mystic in the in the Catholic Church. And she was and, and this has been proven. Um, she was given three, four visions um, and. Um, we're not going to cover all four of them here, but she was given four visions by her guardian angel. And one of those visions was um, the vision before heaven and the vision before hell. That's the vision. So it's the vision before heaven and hell. And basically there are two roads, right? The, the role on the, the role on the right is basically everybody's happy. The road is really, really wide. So many people on that hole, on that road, you can't even count. But at the end of the road, everybody falls into this catechism. The catechism is very wide and very deep, and it's filled with people, and they fall and fall and fall, okay? But on the way to that road, they're all happy and jumping around. Everything's great. The other road is filled with thorns, rocks, boulders, and it's hard to get there and obstacles. And at the end of that road, there's this bright, bright light. And at the very end of that road, for those for those people, everything is peaceful. And that road is very, very thin, very thin. Not many people on that road. And so this is why I'm what I'm what you're trying to hear me to understand is if you just like every other man out there, what are you here for? If you just like every other man out in this society, what are you here for? What is your life have meaning for? Why are you here? What's your purpose? Why were you created? If I'm like everybody else, and I don't mean the world's judge, I mean spiritually, morally, relationship with God, because in the end, that's all that really, really matters, that the respect and love of your wife and what your children think about you. Those are the measures of a man. And if you're like every, uh, most men don't have those things. Most men, that's why the road is wide for them. They having a great time right now, jumping all up and down, do whatever they want to do, not conform to nothing. On that thin road, which is where you really want to be, it's rough. It's tough. It's a test. It's psychological, morally, and emotionally difficult. It's a test of you as a true man, authentic man, a Christian soldier. Is that the road you want to be on or you want to be on the road like everybody else? And this is where you have to decide. Do you want to be a wuss or do you want to be a warrior, baby? 
And that's what a true warrior is. Someone is going to suffer and sacrifice like our Lord Jesus Christ did. And if you can't do that, you're in the wrong business. Okay. Next question. Um, if our wife refuses to make love to us, does that give us the right to masturbate? Woo, Jerry, what you say that for? You can't say that on national TV. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, but think about it. That's a, that's a good question, ain't it? That's a good question. If our wife refuses to make love to us for 30 days, six months, five years, Ten, I got some guys, my program, my wife ain't met them in 10 years. 10. How do you get through that? It's a tough one, ain't it? We're going to go into that a little bit. Next question. If our wife refused to, to be intimate with us, is this the license to watch pornography or get a prostitute? Oh, 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 Jerry. I can't watch. I can't watch. I can't even watch pornography. She ain't giving me none. I can't even watch pornography. That's messed up, dude. That's real messed up. <laughs> hey, hey, man, don't kill the messenger, baby. What is your goal? Your goal is to get to heaven. And if you can't get to heaven like that, but we're going to go on. We, you know, the thing about it is you just don't tell somebody. This is the problem that people have with with Christians, with Catholics. You know, you, you spell out. We spell out all these rules and stuff. but We don't say why. You know, why can't I masturbate? Why is uh why can't I watch pornography? Why can't I get another woman? Why? And 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 then when you know the why, explain it. Like why? Explain these things. Because a logical man will go, dang, I can't masturbate, but I understand why. You know what? I, I probably shouldn't do that. Now, whether they keep doing it or not, the thing of it is now they know, and that's all you can do to a man, give a man, is give him knowledge and love. And the truth, that's all you can give him. And then what he does with it, that's on him. You know, you know, and, and, and that's, that's, it's, it's, that's tough sometimes. It takes some guys a lot longer than some. You know, some guys it might take, a, you know, a hundred times to hear that. Some guys it might take once or twice, or three times, you know. Next question. Why is it a mortal sin for our wife to refuse to make love to us? Ooh, now, Jerry, now you're talking my game. Now, Jerry, now you're talking. That's right. That's right. It's a mortal sin for her not to make love to me. That's right. <laughs> now you're talking, Jerry. Get off my back. Get on her back a little bit. <laughs> right? That's you know. So that's that's a good question. That's a great question. You know, sometimes women they get hurt, they get in pain, they forget it's all about their happiness. Then I don't care what he, you know. They got all the support. If you in marriage crisis right now, I guarantee you your wife has somebody that is coaching her. Girl, leave him. Girl, don't take that. Girl, don't have sex with that fool. He ain't doing nothing for you. What Jan Jackson used to say, what has he done for me lately, girl? What has he done for you lately? That's right. Stay mad at him. Don't give in. Be rough. Be a real woman. Divorce him. Move out. Take the kids. He's at work right now. Leave now. Don't wait till he comes home. Right? How many times you heard that one? That's what they all do. That's what they all do, and it's, it's completely and totally wrong that you don't tell your husband why you're leaving. You don't give him a chance to fix himself. You don't sit him down and have conversations with him to let him know his, his situation, that his situation is dire. 
Your husband should not have to come to a marriage coach like me and me sit him down and tell him his situation is dire because that's what they do. You don't tell them. So they got to find somebody that's going to tell the truth. Right. Okay. So, and the next question is if our wife has given up on the marriage, when is it appropriate for us to give up on the marriage as well? Ooh, Ooh, mm, that's a good one. My wife has given up the marriage, so when do I give up? Do I give up immediately? Hell, she don't want me. So my pride kicks in, my ego says, well, she don't want me, I don't want her. That's what I'm going to do. You know, is it after she asks for a divorce? Is it that she files? Then you go, look, it's over. Screw it. It's done. Or is it, or is it when she files for annulment? You know, you, you got to, you know, these are things that you got to think about, man. And take strategy to get through this stuff. Okay. So that being said, we are in the Holy Lover series again. And before, if you've been with me for the last couple of months, you know that we walked on through a series called Clues My Wife Wants a Divorce. And you can go through episode 48 all the way up to episode like 90 something. And those clues are in there. It's like 33 of them, just like this series has 33. And it tells you how to read your wife, how to know when your wife considering leaving you, how to know when your wife wants a divorce, how to know when your wife uh, wants to take the kids, how you know when your wife don't love you anymore, how to know when your wife is upset and depressed and unhappy. All these things that, that we went through in that series, which is very valuable for a man to know. Why? Because then you start to know the problems. You start to know the problems before there are problems. Right, or you start to know the problems when there are problems. Okay, so when we come back, you got to ask yourself again: Am I going to be a wuss, or am I going to be a warrior? Am I going to fight? You know, am I going to fight my passions? Am I going to be a real man? Am I going to be as Christ and 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 get that grace that it takes to to get through this tough thing going on? So I leave you with that thought, and for you to contemplate that, and we will be back. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. Do you think that your wife is messing around on you? Do you have those instincts? That's a tough one. 
And if you do, you confront her. If you do confront her, what do you say? What do you do? Well, go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get some help, and we'll talk about it. Right now, call in, though. You can call in, and we can talk about it. Um, you, you ain't got to say your name and stuff because, you know, names don't mean nothing. It mean, look, The problem is what means something. Answer your problem and try to get you help uh, because, believe it or not, there are certain things that you got to do when a man is um, – when another man has entered your, entered your realm. Um. And again, when when this happens, man, it's, it becomes a real it becomes a real game now, a real threat. Um, and and people can get hurt, people can get killed, you know. And and you've got to handle it the proper way. Because remember, you do have most of you have kids, adult kids, little kids, teenage kids, you know. And in this situation, if you make the wrong move, you could either go to jail or somebody could get killed. So. This is why you must handle this thing, this thing kind of real, you know, real gingerly. Okay. So let's get going. There's no cause. So we're going to keep going. Now, as promised, the radical rant of the day how to save your marriage when your wife is giving up. And boom, this is gift number 16, which states a holy lover embraces fidelity. Gift number 16, a holy lover embraces fidelity. If you are serious about understanding your masculinity, your manliness, the first virtue you must endure is chastity. A man of God realizes that he must learn to control his urges, battle his inner demons, and protect his beloved from himself. How can we proclaim we are a man of courage, true man, a holy lover, if we indulge in our own selfishness? We must remember love is meant to be shared. Love is meant to be shared. This is why it's very hard for if a man or a woman is masturbating, then basically they are have turned in up on themselves, which is just a, a, a fancy saying to saying they are selfish. They have forgotten God and they have completely and they are completely enthralled with them, their ego and their self. That is the quick road to hell. Quick road as Satan. That's what happened to him. Okay. How can so men, man, you are not made for this. And I will say you're not. God did not create you for this, man. He didn't. You are made for more than this. If you can't make the woman you have now happy, and this is a great point. If you can't make the woman you have now happy, what makes you presume you can make another happy without fixing yourself first? You have we as men must ha understand this. This is why God doesn't proclaim letting you as a man go off and get another woman, and I proclaim it too. Because if we can't make our current wife happy, what makes us think that we can make the next woman happy, then the next woman, the next woman? When do we make a stand? When do we pick up the mirror and go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and open the master cabinet, close the master cabinet and say, oh, that's me standing there. When are we going to do that? This Then and only then can you, can you be the man that God is creating you to be. Do you really want to stay mediocre for the rest of our life? Do I, I don't. I know you don't either. And when we act like other men out here that have no clue what this world is really about, man, do we really, do you really want to follow that? Satan wins. 
the supernatural world wins. We have to engage our guardian angels. We have to engage the Holy Spirit, okay? Furthermore, conquering this battle within ourselves. I always say the battle is not between you and your wife. The battle is between you and Satan for your wife, for your marriage. You are fighting for your marriage. You must become a warrior. And if you don't have the warrior spirit, man, you're going to get your butt whooped. You're going to get it whooped. You got to stand up and look at yourself and say, listen, man, what am I going to do? Am I going to allow this to kick my butt? Today, we aren't taught to fight for nothing. We aren't. Our fathers haven't taught us because the, since the 60s, man, we ain't been taught nothing. Yeah, we taught free love, free sex, drug, sex, drugs and rock and roll, femininity, femi being a feminazi, you know, you know, just rebel against everything. And I ask you, I ask everybody sitting here listening and all the people who are going to listen to this podcast when I put it on the on the, uh, on uh, on my podcasting service that download my podcast. How has that worked for us? How? How has that worked for us in the last 60 or 70 years? How has that mentality worked for us? You know it ain't worked. I don't care if you're the most liberalist, modernist, liberal person in the whole planet. You know deep down that that, that thinking has not worked for us. Love everybody. Peace and harmony. Dude, we're not meant for all of that. We are meant to suffer and to sacrifice and to die to ourselves so that we do what? become like Christ. Everybody, everybody jumps and hoops and hollers about how great Christ is and I love Christ, but they don't want to be like him. That was, hey, that was for Christ to do that stuff, man. I'm not trying to be like that. I'm not hanging up on no cross for that. I'm not doing that for my wife. I, listen, I love, I love her and everything. I love my kids, man, but I'm not going to suffer every day for them. Dude, I gotta, I gotta be happy too, right? That's the mentality of dudes these days. That is, and it's not entirely their fault. It's really not. It's really not. The Catholic Church has pulled back on its teachings. The teachings have not changed in the Catholic Church. You have to remember, the Catholic Church is the moral center of the universe. When the Catholic Church don't do its job, everybody suffers morally. That's why Christ put us here. That's why Christ put Christians here. So while we replace Jews, while everybody is part of the of the of the um, it's just the Jew, it's the Jews and the Gentiles now. It's all of us because God put us here so that we can try to correct this and help spread what's going on. Why did he die? Why did I come and suffer? Why did I come down as an embryo in a woman in a creature's womb as God? Why did I do that if I didn't leave anything behind for everybody to really try to correct this? Okay. Next, um, the one, you know, I want you to be that man, the one who others look to for guidance, right? And as an example of authentic masculinity, leading them towards the father. That's really this. That is your core job and duty as a man is to lead your wife, your children to God and then change and influence your environment. This is why I, I don't, I, I ask you and beg you, if your wife is cheating on you right now, be, take the, I know it's, I know this is cliche, but take the higher ground because you want to draw her back to you. And if you love your wife, the reason, if you don't have another woman right now, it's probably because you really love your wife if you're in marriage crisis. And if she's messing around, you still love her. You don't want another woman. 
That's how mo- a lot of guys are like that, you know, and and that's that is a that is an honorable way to be. It really is. It's a very honorable way to be, but you have to know how to enter that battle, how to fight that to get to draw her back to you. Okay, you can do this. You are made for this. You must do this. You must embrace fidelity, and that's what the show is about today. Fidelity. And before we get into that, we are con- called to control our passions. And so before you get, I have a call. And so I'm going to bring on my call. And because that is what we do, that is what we do. Let me bring, let me see. Boop. We're on my live caller deal here. Switch over. Uh, and then bring them on. Talk. Hello there. Caller? Hello? Yes. Hey, how you doing? You're fine. Do I have to give my name? Oh, man. You don't have to do whatever you want, dude. I don't care. I told you that. <laughs> so how can I help you today, my man? All right. So you're talking about infidelity, and I, I need a question um, answered. Where in First Corinthians chapter 13 does it state that you have to love the unlovable? I'm trying to find it to use it for biblical reference. So I am not, I'm, I'm horrible in scripture, dude. I don't know. Maybe you can answer that for me. Well, I've been looking. I can't find it. That's why I thought I'd turn to you on that because what I'm trying to do is put um, both the judge. I've got the judge and the uh, lawyer fighting with one another because they took an oath to Say, so help me God, and you can't be a Christian and go against God's will with the divorce. So I'm getting them exactly. to fight with one another now. Mm-hmm. And I was in court Monday, and they said, well, he's put in for a motion to stay. That be me. That means all the proceedings have stayed from the get-go, not just from um, just the recent hearing, from the get-go all the way back to November in 2015. So... The demonic, I think, has got a hold of her to the point where she's even lying in court. That'd be my wife. Yep. How how do I keep her from doing what you're talking about today? Because I'm watching her youngest daughter, our middle daughter, um, redevote herself to Christ. They are actually a member of a uh, Catholic church that's one county over. Mm-hmm. So I think she's feeling an enormous amount of pressure that she's the only one that's suffering right now in her own immediate family because her sister, she's not close with anyways. And there are other brother she doesn't have close contact with. Um, she's suffering through a divorce and she can't seem to get it because I'm studying the law. How do I keep her from um, saying, you know what? I'll show him I'll go have an affair because I don't believe she's ever done that because we've had talks part of marriage. What would happen if we ever did separate? And she says, I don't believe in cheating on someone. Mm-hmm. So, but it's been a year and a half. It's been two years since we engaged in the marital embrace. That's why I'm asking, because the more I push to serve God, the more the lawyer and the judge keeps bungling up the case. And mm-hmm. I'm just looking for a new reference on, I've, I've always been taught you're supposed to love the unlovable, and that's what makes them holy in a marriage. Am I incorrect in having that belief? Yeah, no, not really. But how do you, the thing about it is, how do you love that? How do you do that? What does that actually mean? And for your wife, it, that starts with prayer. Um, 
like right now in your situation, particularly for what you explained, you really can't even hardly even talk to her. So really, the, the main way you have of getting through to your wife right now is through the Holy Spirit, through your suffering and sacrifice as a man, through prayer um, and, and um, the rosaries, adoration, daily masses, fasting, those kind of things. Why? Because offering that up for your wife would encourage the Holy Spirit to change the heart of your wife. That's the problem with women. They get mad at their husbands and their husband, he's, he's the problem. He did all this and all of that, but they don't do one. They don't get on their knees one damn time to ask God to change the heart of my husband. They don't pray one rosary for him. They don't sacrifice. They don't fast one meal for him. They don't go to adoration for him. They don't do nothing for him. They'll just sit there and blame him and blame him and blame him. And I guarantee that's what your wife is doing. So the main thing I would have for you first is that. The other thing is, man, some way to get her to, 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 to see that you truly care for her. And, and, and since you are your own lawyer, I'm sure you could be very creative and find out a way to do that. Really, again, the, the, this battle is not between you, the lawyer, and the judge. It's between your wife. It's between it means you and the devil. Yes. So yep. you, knowing that, you knowing that, then that means you have, to, you have to get through to your wife. Your goal in that courtroom is to get through to her because she's the one that can stop all this crap. She can stop with a snap of a finger. But as long as you keep your main battle, you keep battling the judge and the law, the lawyer, which is an admirable thing to do, but it's not really working. It's yeah, it's prolonging out the thing, which is what your your one of your main goals is to do, but it's not getting you closer to getting her to to see that you love her. And that is the key to this whole thing. Go ahead. Well, the reason why I ask is if you look at what you said earlier in your conversation today, you were talking about how society has the demonic all around them. And that means the lawyer. I mean, he is so manipulative and so serpent in his ways. He actually said, you're a child of God. You need to do what the judge said. And I'm thinking, no, I don't need to do what the judge said. The judge is promoting divorce. Right. And, and literally I have found not only biblical passages, but legal passages that everything that they've done is so contrary to biblical structure. The judge said on Monday, well, we're going to give you 17 days to see if we need to have a stay. In other words, the judge found in my favor on Monday, and the reason being is I'm making it about religion every time. Yep. She does not want to be the judge that goes down for moral turpitude. So she's saying, well, I'm going to give him a stay. I haven't even made a ruling on the divorce case yet. So, but the question I have to you is I see anybody that's against marriage as having demonic spirits, which includes her brother yep. and her brother to me is a very sick individual because he's already cheated on his first wife with his second wife. And they did vice versa. They don't attend church. He's got a drinking problem. So he's the perfect epitome of what she should not lean on because that's the person to me that if she leans on him, he's just going to lead her into a dark area of life. She doesn't want to be in. And that's, and that's what I'm trying to get you to really understand. Like you are a man of action, correct or not. I'd like to think I am, but you know, I think you are. No, I, you talk to no that day. I think you are. I think you are. I've been knowing you a while now. I think you are. Okay. So, but in the meantime, listen, it's a, you, you've done a great thing by winning that, 
that that small battle on Monday. Okay, but in the meantime, you've got to start to put your mind through. Okay, you are an expert at getting people to listen to you, getting judges and lawyers to think about what you're actually saying. But man, while you're doing all of that, you need to figure out a secondary the the main way to get your wife to see that you care, that you love her. I know you. Said, All right. So I'm going to so, ask. So and so I'm asking. Question, and I'm asking you. How are you? Like when you are in the courtroom, when you're, do you even see her, or is it like you guys on the on the TV screen or something? No, I've only seen her once in a year and a half, and that was uh, two Wednesdays ago, three Wednesdays ago. So mm-hmm. three weeks ago today, we were supposed to have the divorce trial, and I objected to it right out of the gate and asked for a substitute judiciary. And now. The next day, I put in for a stay on all the proceedings, which just basically means, oh, no, you're not going to get away with um, showing a bias towards the attorney and not have repercussions. The judge's mm-hmm. career is on the line now. And mm-hmm. I guess the reason why I'm asking is this, you know, I, I got to hear her speak and she said something where she projected that I, I have a tendency to lie, which she and I both know I'm brutally honest. So I'm painfully honest. <laughs> yeah. Not, <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it is what it is. The reason why I'm asking this is if I've already seen the uh, middle daughter, her youngest daughter by birth um, is already going back towards the Catholic Church. I just found out, I think her oldest daughter just had her third child first in wedlock with her current husband. So she has four children, the first three born out of wedlock. I think they just added a fourth child which to me is fantastic. That means God's pulling them towards acting like a Christian family. Mm-hmm. They may need the influence. The only one that's um, really struggling with that right now would be my wife. Cause she thinks I'm the big bad wolf to everybody. So, so let's, let's I, t- I'm, I'm trying to paint the picture and I'm just asking if all the orders that the judge put in place is causing an act of moral turpitude on society because the judge is not ruling Technically, I could show up at her apartment, and I shouldn't get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. But they're looking to get a piece of my behind on that as well because I'm embarrassing them in their own profession. So I need to know how to finagle that because that's one way I can do that. Okay. So the first thing is, try, listen, since you saying that her career's on the line and the law, the other lawyer, so the reason, one of the things that, as you know, that I talk about is how to act in court, Okay. And when and before you go to court, before you even start the divorce, you put an offer on the table and the offer always includes what marriage counseling. You know, I hate marriage counseling, but when the wife is not talking, when the wife is, is has a lot of support and it's hard and she's not, you know, talking at all. The way to get your wife back is you have to talk to her. She has to hear your voice. This is why when. When if a wife is doing the avoiding thing, what we do is we first thing we do is we pray. We lean on Christ. Now, listen, man, do not underestimate that. Believe me, fasting, adoration, rosaries, meditation, these things will work. But you as the man, you say you want her back. You have to prove to God that you want so that you do. So he will send the Holy Spirit to change the heart of your wife. Number two. We reason we reason I asked men to put the marriage counseling on the table when their wife is being avoided is because when they start getting their butts whooped in court, and I've had this happen at least one time, 
they get start getting their butts whooped in court, then their her lawyer will turn to her and say, you know what, man, let's just do the marriage counseling for six months or twelve months and just see what your if your husband has changed. Let's see. See, then what, what that means, man, is you your your actions are influencing because you thought two or three steps ahead. And so your actions are coming right now. I think if you did that, if you keep putting that on the table, every time you walk in that court, every time you leave that court, you email that lawyer and say, listen, man, 12 months of marriage counseling. Let's just try it and see what, you know, whatever, however you want to word it or whatever. And then keep pushing that, pushing that. That's how you get to talk to her. But if you don't do, if you, while you're battling the judges and the lawyer, if you don't do that secondary and that secondary mission, you're never going to get your wife to see that you really love her. And that is the key to this whole thing. What do you think? Well, and that's why I wanted to ask that because one of the things I put in there that what kind of love is it, is it, if it's not a love worth fighting for, she's always known me to be a fighter for standing up for what's right. She's known that since day one, she's witnessed it for seven years. The problem I have is I think she's having a pity party now with all her friends, and she's saying, I'm not sure if he loves me. So here's and what's going to happen. I, I, here's what's going to happen. It happens every time, almost every time. Her ego is in the way. You guys are battling so hard. Her ego's in the way. She's told all her friends, her family, her daughter, everybody, her church members, when she's going to church, that I'm getting divorced. Bam. So if I pull the divorce back, oh, my God. I just, I look stupid, right? That's how she's thinking. So, but guess what? After the divorce, what'll happen is all of a sudden she'll change. She'll probably reach out to you. She'll probably call you. She'll probably email you. She'll probably text you. She'll probably tell a friend of a friend to contact. It Almost every time that happens, she'll soften for you. She'll have more conversations with you because now that boulder is out of the way. And so now her true, the way where she really wants to start to come. This is why, you keep fighting the way you are. You try to you try to get the marriage counseling on the table because if you can get her to start talking, man, all this will come out. It'll come out. But if it's say for some reason you go to the Supreme Court, whatever, whatever you're gonna do to get this overturned, whatever, and they say little boom, boom, boom. Guess what? After that, you should the odds are she will reach out to you. Yep. Okay. I just thought I'd check with you on that because I'm trying to look for a biblical passage because the judge says I have another opportunity to reply to his response to my response. And it's just a big game. It's costing me time, but it's costing her money. And it's going to be frustrating for her. I mean, mm -hmm. I could handle the divorce, but to me, I'm going against God's will by doing that because I'm not honoring God. So, man, put, so that, the marriage, to say. put an offer on the table put another offer on the table and send it to the lawyer. If you want some, I don't know how the, the judge, if you send it to the judge or not, you would know that I don't put the offer on the table and of the marriage counseling of 12 months marriage counseling, you pick the counselor. And if you go through the 12 months, then you will pull back on the divorce or whatever, however you, whatever you can stand, but you've got to keep presenting that offer so that that lawyer will get, cause he's, cause what, like you said, she's great out of money. She probably is out of money and he's going to, he's going to try to, he's going to try to end this. Look, okay, girl, why don't you just go ahead and give the man what he wants? And let's, let's just try it and see what happens. I'm here for you. She'll say, he'll say, I'm here for you. If it don't work out. But try it, man. Just keep okay. pushing it. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. Bye. Thanks, Jerry. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. 
I know that we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay, look, now that was deep. That's deep, fellas. That's deep. And, you know, this is what I mean about being a warrior. Either you love God or you don't. That man loves his wife, but he loves God too. And so he's fighting. Some guys can fight, some guys can't. The thing about it is, man, is it's about strategy. You know, you do not sit back. You become a man of action. You do not sit back and just let this Satan just crush you, just crush your family and crush your wife, crush your marriage. You don't do that. You don't do that as a man. Would Christ have done that? He was in the garden of his, of in the garden of, in the garden, and uh, and 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 you know he said, "God, take this cup from my lips if it's possible." God said, "Nope, it ain't possible." He said, "Well, Christ said, well, I guess I got to do it then." See, this is this is the thing, man. Do not let society, man, make you be a punk. Do not let society make you be weak. Do not allow that, man. Engage in this battle, dude. If you are in marriage crisis, engage in the battle, man. Really, you will see. You will see it will start to work. It will. If you give up, God's going to give up. Because you, he's like, well, you don't want it bad enough. Because you, God already gives you grace automatically when you get married. You get married in the church. You automatically get grace if you get married before God. It's called a, that's why it's called a sacrament. You automatically get this big influx of grace when you get married, you and your wife. But it's up to you and your wife to maintain that grace, which means what? Stay in grace with God. Pray, suffer, sacrifice, communicate well, become a great lover, understand what being a man's about. You've got to keep up this thing. you got to keep it going. It's a sacrifice for the rest of your life. Marriage is designed to chisel the imperfections off your wife, and then she chisels the imperfections off of you. And so both of you can stand before Christ, and both of you are entered into the beatific vision. That's how it works, okay? So we're going to get back to our content for today, because um, what he's talking about, what our call talked about, is the same as what we're talking about today, you know? How do I be? A, how do I maintain being a man? How do I man? How do I maintain God and still deal with this divorce crap that these people are putting me through? You know, if 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 people just if if the way the the way the country used to be, listen, you just couldn't go foul for divorce if you was a woman or a husband. You had to justify that, which means what? You got to stand up in open court and you got to say, listen, he hit me or. She hit me or she's on drugs and she's a, a coke, a crack addict and she's whatever. You have to stand up in court and, and, and proclaim why you believe that you should go against God because that's where the country used to be. God was first. Whatever. That's why you have all these laws. Used to be there are all these um, um, same sex attraction laws. It's for a reason because it goes against pro procreation. It, uh, no fault divorce used to be no way would you get a divorce if you did it was very rare now you don't even have to say you just say i want a divorce you'd be divorced in two 30 days over depending on what state you in some states you got you got to live apart for a year some states you got to file and then wait a year some states like especially the southern states they still are like they trying their best to hang in there and you got to give them props for that you know they ain't caught the bible bell for nothing okay so Let's get back into, let's get back to work. Let's get back to work. Okay. So 
Um, we're going to ask some questions about infidelity, about your mission and what you're supposed to be doing when it comes to, you know, when my wife is giving up, you know, my wife is cheating and things like that. So the first question is, which we uh, adjusted uh, earlier again, 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 um, the first, a, a holy lover must embrace fidelity. So that being said, let me find where I left off here. Uh, the first question is, why are men called to control their passions? So what is our passions? Basically what? Lust. Our, our lust or lust for pleasure or lust for sex or our, um, our thirst for sex, our thirst for, for having a good time, our thirst for our careers, you know, controlling our passions, dude, like the things that that are easily move us away from God. OK. Um, which if we go out, if our wife is messing around and we go out and get another woman, what does that do? That immediately separates us as a husband from God. Immediately, Satan enters our home if they wasn't already. He was already there, but now it's even worse. The thing about it is, man, as a man in marriage crisis, you got to stop the damage right now. We got to stop the damage right now, which means what? Stop pissing off the wife, right? Stop Stop doing things that are contrary to the natural law of the Ten Commandments, right? You know, and then you stop, you you get, you get turn it around to start getting doing more positive things to draw her to you, to get God back in your life, to get that grace, okay? So we must embrace suffering and sacrifice for our bride as Christ did for his bride, the church. This is true man. Remember, the church... The apostles started, Christ left behind, is the bride, is Christ's bride. Remember that. The church is a lady. The church is a lady. Christ as a God, as a man, he died for his bride, the church, which is us. And he suffered and sacrificed for us. He endured that for us. This is why men are called to do no less. We are called to die to our wants, our desires, and our needs when it comes to our wife and children and God. And if we go out and embrace our passions because someone offends us, do we go out and get vengeance and offend them and God? We have to ask ourselves that. Controlling our passions urges and urges are what real men do. Doing this, we become virtuous, holy, and move closer to God himself, this draws our wife closer to us, making her want to love us. Believe it or not, if you fight and argue with her, you are inviting Satan to be in between you even more. If you give loving messages, if you are empathetic, if you try to understand how she feels, understand, admit to your wrongs and like, listen, I'm not perfect in this. You will draw her back to you more. You have a chance of doing that. As long as you're arguing and fighting and blaming her and stuff, dude, all you're doing all you're doing is igniting evil, all right? Number, next question. If our wife has an affair on us, are we a blast to return the favor? Sure. Yeah. If you want to lose all credibility with your wife, children, parents, friends, etc., look, no one will tell you the truth because these days no one really loves you enough to even tell you the truth. People don't love you, man. They really don't. People only love you as far as they can love them, as, as, as you can help them. Or as long as you talk about something that don't mean nothing. Right? Because if people loved you, they would sit you down and tell your friends and your parents and your siblings, the ones who sit you down 
and really try to talk to you through the Holy Spirit, those are the ones that really love you, man. But see, if another thing too, are are we approachable as husbands? Will we listen if somebody does sit us down? That's how you know somebody really loves you, man. If they even if they know that you're not approachable and they try to approach you anyway to tell you, hey man, I wouldn't go out and and um and, and get another woman, man. That's right now, that's too soon, right? The person that loves you say, man, that, that's too soon. You know, you, you don't you shouldn't don't involve another woman in your life right now when you have this marriage crisis going on with your wife. That's somebody who loves you. The ones who don't love you are this. Man, leave that be. Man, she's a C. Get rid of her. If I was you, man, let her go on. That's what she's going to say. Man, if I was you, I let her go on, man. Don't even worry about that. Divorce her, but leave, whatever. You should be glad you got rid of that. You know what? Dude, that is from hell. And you know why people like that talk like that? Because they're probably doing it or did it. I wish they could do it. Or they're they're miserable in their marriage or whatever. Or they can't find somebody, so misery loves company. You've got to look at the motives of people when they tell you stuff. Especially if it's contrary to God. Think about that. You as a man, as a man, you know what's contrary to God, because it's why it's it's, a, it's, a, it's written on your heart. It's written in the natural law. You know that when somebody tells you to divorce or get rid of your wife that you that you chose, something don't sound right about that, does it? No, of course it don't. Okay. Next, um, if you are in marriage crisis and you tell your wife you love her and want her back, then go out and become unfaithful. What kind of message is this really sending? Basically, that you won't change, have not changed, and can't change. Remember, your wife is with another man because she's trying to fill the void that she couldn't get from you. All the time she nagged you, all the time she tried to talk to you, all the time she gave you clues of her unhappiness, of her being depressed, all the time she avoided you. Listen, if you are if you have a wife and you and your wife used to talk when you first got married and stuff, and now you don't talk that much, that's your clue that something ain't right, man. Wake up. Wake up. Because women are not going to confront you like they most women don't confront because they don't like it. They don't like, especially if you have proven as a husband that you're unapproachable, that you're going to yell at her, criticize her, blame her. Um, you're going to debate with her. You're going to point out her, you know, point out her flaws. You know, then most wives are not going to, they're just going to say, I'm not, I don't want all of that. I'm just going to say, forget it. You know, that's what she's going to say. Next. Um, if we are in marriage crisis and our wife has left the home or wants a divorce, why do we lose all credibility if we get another woman? First off, we draw the other woman into our sin and kill her soul. Think about it. If, if divorce is not allowed by God uh, and he's displeased with that, and the reason he's displeased with that because it hurts the family, which is the core of the universe, which hurts procreation, Okay. That's why now you got all these people out here. They ain't even got their daddy's name. They, you don't even know the generational line no more because everybody got different names all over the place. That is not unity. That is, matter of fact, that breaks up the family. It really does. It hurts the family. So next, if we're unable to keep our wife happy, what makes us think that we can keep the next woman and the next and the next happy? Truth, we can't. The only way to gain credibility and get our wife is to gain trust, is, is, is our wife to, again, trust us. We must be as Christ and control our passions. All right? Think about it. Okay? Um, so I have another call real quick. Boom. Boy, 
We're on it today. Call number two. Ugh. Hello? Hey, how you doing? Um, how can I help you today, man? Mm hmm. Um, first off, I will be a little hard on you. If you with now, if you were this, you was in high school, or something, you know, because you really don't want to get married in high school. So I don't know if you said you if you've been married seven years, including high school. I mean, or I'm not. I'm sorry, dating seven years including high school or seven years outside of high school. But in either way, usually a woman should only give a man no more than two years at the max of her life. Why? Because women, because women have a short leash, their beauty, their vitality, and um, their youth. Those are the most important assets of a woman. Why? Because those are the assets that God gives them to get the man of their dreams, to get to get a husband and to have a family. So when a guy, when a man sleeps with a woman and, and doesn't marry her for and is not serious about being marriage and it's three years, four years, five years. I know somebody's been 10, 12, 15 years and stuff. I talked to a guy yesterday, been with a woman 20 years and married and, 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 um, and, and didn't marry her. Now she's trying to get rid of me. The reason why is because she's starting to think, man, what am I here for? Like this guy, men fall for this great, the great lie. The great lie is when a woman tells them, I just want to have fun. I don't want to get married that they're telling the truth. No, they not. They don't mean that. What a woman, what a woman's saying is, listen, I know we ain't going to get married right now, but eventually we're going to get married. Eventually we are going to get married. Okay. Um, so somebody said we can't, oh, oh, shoot. I got the wrong thing on. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold it. Hold it. Jerry, we can't hear the caller. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. The caller said, I'm so sorry. I had the wrong scene up. So let me re refresh the call. The caller said that he can't, that he's been with this woman for uh, seven years and he asked her to marry him and she said, no, she, she, or she said she doesn't know. And so he wants to know how can he, how can he get th through to that? How can he, you know, fix that? And so that's what you hear me saying right now is that a woman has been married with a guy. She lies. A woman is lying when she says that, um, that I don't want to be married. I just want to have fun. What she really means is, yeah, I don't want to get, you know, I'm willing to not be married today, but eventually we're going to get married. And then a woman too, if she's at, if you asking her to marry you and she's like, I don't know, or I'm not sure that means, okay, that means like, you're not, I'm not sure if you're marriage material. I'm not sure if you are, um, um, I'm not sure if you're marriage material. I'm not sure if you're a good father, if you're going to be a good father, women ain't stupid. They, once they get, once they get your game, 
they start to analyze things a lot. And once and and this is what happens is this is why we cannot as men we cannot waste a woman's time. That's her most valuable asset. I don't care how beautiful a woman is, every year her vitality, what is vitality? Vitality is her ability to have children. Okay, what is her youth? Her youth is her you know, being, uh, uh, you know, being youthful so that she can. And then her beauty, her beauty fades every year. I don't care how beautiful your wife is. Her beauty fades. Why? She gets older. Why? Because why? That's God's. You need me. You're, you're moving towards me now, you know? And so this is what you got to understand. So to help you solve this, what I would do is I would address these situations with your wife, I mean, with your girlfriend, your fiance. Ask her, ask her, be upfront with her, man. Say, is the why don't you want to marry me? Is is the reason why it's because you don't think I'm gonna be a good husband anymore? Is it because you don't think I'm gonna be a good father anymore? And 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 really, 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 man, tell her I want you to know, I want to know the truth. Please be honest with me. And the reason why I could tell you because I love you and I really want to know your concerns. Because obviously you did something in that seven years, whereas before she wanted to marry you. Because again, no woman sleeps with a man that they don't want to that they don't want to marry eventually. Nobody, unless she's disordered, you know. But most women ain't disordered. They know what they know what they want. They just go they manipulate their way around it. <laughs> so that being said, you gotta up, be upfront with her and talk to her and tell her I really want to know the truth. If you are one of those kind of guys that are argumentative. And will confront her back. Usually, she's. It's going to be hard for her to open up and tell you why. But if you say, "Listen, I'm. I'm just going to listen. I promise I'm going to listen. I promise I'm not going to yell at you. I promise I'm not going to debate with you and argue back. I really want to know what has happened over the past seven years to make you doubt my love for you." Boom. What do you think? I think you're right. Okay, and it will work, man. Because if she's still your girlfriend. That means that she still has hope that you and her are still going to be, can get married. She's just, right now, she's just unsure because of some things that you've done. And you, mm-hmm. and honestly, you probably even know what they are. You probably don't even know what they are. <laughs> you probably don't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, all right, man. Anything else? Uh, nope. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. And bye. All right, y'all. Let me get rid of that and go back. Uh, we'll take a quick right, quick break, and we will be right back. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching 
healing for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, okay, let's get back to our content. Had two calls today. That is great. So let's finish. Next. Um, I think um I did I finish that one. So the next question is I'm gonna go over, over over the first question again, just in case we didn't get it. If we are in marriage crisis and our wife has left the home or wants to divorce, why do we lose our credibility if we get another woman? First off, we draw the other woman into our sin and we kill her soul. We must understand that we is when we draw others into our sin, that is very damaging to us and to uh and to the person who we are drawing into that sin. You know, it's doubly, doubly, doubly powerful, you know, and it's it's wrong, you know. Um, that being said, next, if we are unable to keep our wife happy, what makes us think that we can keep the next woman happy or the next or the next woman happy? We can't. We must fix ourselves, okay? We must be as trice control our passions. Next, if we, I mean, if our wife refused to make love to us, does that give us the right to masturbate? Oh, that's a tough one. Because I know many guys do that, and I and and the, but I think they do it, you know, because well, like they say, they have needs, and then the other thing is, you know, they're they, you know, they don't really understand why it's damaging. Okay, so I hear this all the time, though. Man, I have needs to be met, Jerry. I ask, is masturbating really fulfilling a need, or is it opening the door to the demonic in your home? We must understand that when we do things contrary to the natural law of the Ten Commandments of God, then we open the door to Satan in our home. And masturbation and pornography are one of the main ways that this happens. You know, and guys don't really understand that. They think I can do whatever I want and then things are just going to work out. No, it's not going to work out. Why Why do we think our home is in chaos right now? It's because of that. Spilling our seed as a man on the ground is a mortal sin, and Onan was struck down by God for doing this. See, how much more clear can it be? How much more clear can it be? If God struck a man down for spilling his seed on the ground, then what does that mean for us in our homes? See, we must, we got to think about that. Okay, love is meant to be shared, and our masculine seed is valuable, has purpose, as in, and is proof of our love for God and our beloved wife. Our seed, this is this is basically when a man's masturbate, he has no respect for himself. He doesn't, you know, because uh, or or he doesn't know how valuable he is as a human person to God and to his wife and to his children. And when we spill our God-giving life seed on the ground we which is so valuable in the scheme of the universe that is that it helps that helps you are, god gave that to you because he wanted you to be involved in the creation and in, in the godlike 
creation of giving life. This is why it's important. We must understand that God's number one mission for creating us was to, for we could create souls and send those souls back to him so that we could spend eternity with him in the beatific vision. And so we spill our seed on the ground and it's not inserted in the vase, which is the woman's vagina, then that, that seed is not doing what it was meant to do. It's losing its purpose. It becomes useless. It becomes valueless. Okay? We participate in giving life as God-like gift given to us as men. Why do we degrade ourselves by wasting it and hurting our soul? Why would we, why, why would we like women, like feminism, women have lowered themselves to the status of dirt by being a feminist. They want to act like men. They want to dress like men. They want to confront men. They want to fight men. They want to act like they're strong like men physically. You know, they want to take all the men's jobs. Men can't have no, we can't even have NFL football on our own no more. Because we got women all up on the darn TV. I didn't, I'm not watching NFL so I can look at women all on the all on the field and stuff. I'm watching it because I can see the guys play football and the other guys talk about football. But we can't have nothing. Oh, we can't have nothing to ourselves, can we? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all, it might not be clearly completely correct. I don't care. But you know it's the truth. We can't have nothing to ourselves. Because the feminists want to be all involved. They don't, they don't want to be who they are. Men don't want to marry a feminist. Men want to marry a lady, a true woman, an authentic woman. That's what we want to marry. And that's why I talk about men a lot and what men can do to save their marriage. But women, the way you save your marriage is stop being a dude. Stop confronting your man. Stop trying to get in his face. Stop trying to be vengeful and harmful against him. Stop bringing that feministic crap into your home. Respect your husband like St. Paul says. That's how you keep your husband happy and maybe have sex with him every now and then. <laughs> we are very simple creatures. And guys that listen to this podcast, right? they laugh because they know I'm telling the truth. We're not very hard to please. We're not. You know, women are very hard to please. Women are high maintenance. We all know it. Essentially, we know it. And that's why I preach that. But just don't get it twisted. Women have their faults, too. And confronting men and being a man and trying to stand up to me and wearing a wearing pants, wearing a, a pants suit all the time, wearing tight ass jeans, where I can, you know the, tight, the jeans are so tight that you put me in sin because I'm looking at you. I can't nobody. I'm trying not to look at you. <laughs> we in church <laughs> and you got to dress so tight. I'm trying to take the Eucharist and there you are. You know you won't wear veils. You won't do. You won't cover up your hair. You won't do nothing to give me as a man a chance to be holy. You know, help me, you know, help us. You say you love us. You say you want to be close to us. You say you want an emotional connection. You say you want a soulmate. Well, you've got to help us. Stop buying into the world. Stop buying into the world. Because the world is ruining your marriage, ladies. It is. All you got to do is respect your husband, feed him, and give him a little loving. He's happy. He is. Ask any dude. Just ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> okay? Unless it's disordered. Now, that's a whole nother thing. But most men are good men. Most men are good men. And if you just show and let allow them and guide. See, that's the thing about women. 
You can't tell a man what to do. Why? Because in the order of things, we're charged to lead. So if you're up here trying to tell me something and nag me all the time, I ain't going to listen to you. I'm not. But if you guide me, if you if you help me along, if you if you collaborate with me, if we we bounce ideas off each other and we work together, see, that's a whole completely different thing. Right. So let's move on. Let's move on. Because I could talk about that one all day. Feminists. I call them feminists like uh, my man. Um, oh, what was his name? What was his name? Y'all used to call him feminists. He started. He started that. He died of cancer. Oh, what was his name? The radio talk show host. Oh, man. What is his? Oh, I hate that. Anyway, somebody knows his name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, anyway, so next, um, if I hear, I hear all the time. So listen, masturbation, please think about what I said about masturbation, man. It's love is meant to be shared. And when we don't, when we masturbate, we turn up in upon ourselves. We become evil. We allow evil into our life. It's, it's very important you understand that. Women too, when you're masturbating, you turn up in the, you turn in up on yourself. You 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 alienate God, you alienate your husband, you alienate your children, you damage your home because you're being selfish. If as a if, 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 if as a spouse, if I'm masturbating, that means I can go longer without trying to make my marriage work out. Because I got my temporarily, I got my needs met. But what does that do? That means what? That alienates me from my wife and my and my spouse. That alienates me from them, and so I don't have to have sex with them. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not motivated to work out to make to work out. People that don't have sex for a year, six months, thirty days, uh, ten years, or whatever, they're doing something. Because otherwise, if you don't have sex for ten years, what are you doing? You're doing something. And that something is really pushing you further away from your wife and alienating you from God. Please think about what I'm saying. And it's not me talking. That's God. That is Christ. That is the, that's, that's what we're about. Okay. Next, if our wife refuses to be intimate with us, is this a license to watch pornography or get a prostitute? Huh? Pornography, even if it is a picture of our wife is gravely sinful. So if I, if I have guys tell me, Jerry, is it okay if, you know, if I have a picture of my wife and then I masturbate with her? With that, picture? Of course it's sinful because it goes back to the same thing of spilling our seed, our valuable seed on the ground. Okay? Um, it kill, Pornography kills the soul and causes premature ejaculation and eventually erectile dysfunction. If you've never had erectile dysfunction before, you do not want that. And masturbation will cause that. And also cause premature ejaculation, which means when you go with a real woman, you can't control yourself for no longer than 30 seconds or something. And then your the wife is not happy. She feels like a utensil. She feels like she's being used. That's the problem with premature ejaculation. It causes your beloved to feel like she is being used because she has not had uh, a climax. Okay, that's why pornography got there are consequences to pornography, to pornography and masturbation. Now, you keep doing it if you want, but eventually you want your stuff ain't going to work. I'm just letting you know. Okay, now. Pornography invites the demonic into our home and opens the door to chaos, which is the number one job of Satan. And is the very reason our marriages and homes become unsettled. Our wife becomes unhappy, depressed, and unfulfilled. Pornography and masturbation are infidelity, and our wives know it because they are not getting our complete selves, which belongs to them. 
Remember, if we as a man, as a husband, are, are masturbating or if we're watching pornography, basically that's infidelity. Our wives know it. Why? Because they're not getting our true sacred self. As man and wife, in the eyes of God, you have bodily rights over each other, which means what? Your mind, body, and soul belongs to your spouse. Get over it. That's the way it works. That's why you're bonded. That's why you're attached. That's why you're, if your wife is messing with another man, she'll eventually come back to you if you do it right because you guys have a lot more bond. You're bonded way more than that home record that she's with, okay? Next, um, Next, why is a why is it a mortal sin for our wife to refuse to make love to us? Woo, that's a good one. That's a great question. Simple. It interferes in the number one reason we are placed on this earth for the creation of souls that are sent back to God to be happy with Him for eternity. When men interfere in creation, which is what? Same-sex attraction, abortion, no far divorce, birth control, God is displeased and slams the hammer. Why? Because this is ultimate, this is his ultimate plan to have souls in heaven with him. So when our wife refuses intimacy with us because of selfishness or fake sickness, or because she is so-called tired, or because she is mad, or for whatever reason she can think of to not serve her husband and God, it is a mortal sin because it interferes in creation and the real meaning and reason God created marriage in the first place. Which is why? Why did God create marriage? Procreation, number one, education and formation of children in the faith, number two, and the unity of spouses, number three. Without sex, the spouses become disconnected. This is why you hear me say you're in marriage crisis if you haven't made love in more than 30 days. You know why? This is why this, this crazy thing about, well, I can't have kids no more, so I ain't got to have sex with you is bullcrap. What you're doing is you're, you're, you're destroying, you're influencing society when you don't make love to your husband, when you don't hold his hand, because when you, if you're not making love, when you go on society, you don't portray a great and loving couple that others want to be like. This is your job as a couple, especially a middle-aged couple or an older uh, elderly couple. Your job is to get your butt in society and show everybody how great marriage is so these young kids want to get married. Not divorce each other and argue and fight and all this kind of stuff. Not have sex with each other because everybody's too prideful or he made me mad. Whatever. That stuff don't cut it with God, man. It don't. It really don't. It don't cut it with me as your marriage coach. <laughs> Why? Because my dudes, they need to know that they wives love them too. All right? So next, last question. No, yeah, last one. If our wife has given up on the marriage when is it appropriate for us to give up on the marriage as well? So Christ said himself that divorce was only allowed by Moses because of the hardness of our hearts, which basically means what? The dude, Moses allowed divorce, God allowed divorce. So basically the men start killing each other, killing the women and, and, and hurting them and, and abusing them and stuff. So Moses said, okay, man, y'all not ready. Boom. But then in the New Testament, Christ declares that divorce is grave and that God forbids it. So that being said, there are only two reasons for separation from our spouses and divorce is never even in the picture. So what are the two, three, what are the two reasons that God says um, that you can separate from your spouse? Number one, the physical abuse. If you're beating up on her, she beating up on you. Okay. That's okay. Get rid, you get out of there. Number two is uh, what we're talking about today. Infidelity, infidelity, adultery, 
sixth commandment. Okay. If you're, if you, um, if, if, if your wife is messed around on you or you messed around your wife, whatever, that spouse has the, uh, has the right to leave and separate. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Once they, that the offending spouse fixes themselves, like what? They've gotten help for the abuse. They've gotten, they stopped the, they stopped the affair. Then the other spouse is bound in the eyes of God to come back home and start that marriage anew and get that marriage right. Okay. Um, so the only way to separate permanently from our spouse in the eyes of God is to apply and receive annulment. And that is the only, and that is only if the marriage was unlawful in the eyes of God, meaning what? Before the marriage, someone lied or was not in the right mindset for marriage. Okay. And one of the things I always use for annulment is basically, let's say that two people are getting married. The wife is a homosexual, but she didn't tell her husband before they get married. He comes home. There's a, uh, his wife's in the bed with another woman and she's, he's going, what are you doing? She says, well, I'm in the bed with her. And then he goes, well, you didn't tell me that you were same sex attracted. And she goes, well, I didn't want to because I figured you wouldn't marry me. That marriage is unlawful. Why? Because she did not give her husband the choice to decide if he wants to marry a same-sex attracted person. And so in the eyes of God, that marriage is unlawful because he has the right to, to make that decision for himself. That's just one example. But that's how Normans work, that the marriage was unlawful, which means it wasn't valid in the first place. It doesn't mean that inside, well... He hit me. We married now. And he hit me, or he, we're married now, and he um, and he avoided me, or he doesn't talk to me, or he he hurt my feelings, and I want to get you know that stuff don't mean nothing. All right. So once you're married, okay. So next, um, then and only then should the marriage technically be given up on because it is only over in the eyes of the state, which is divorce, and in the eyes of God, which is annulment. So that is when you kind of decide, like, the marriage is kind of, I can't really, once you get annulment, that annulment paperwork, in the eyes of God, the marriage is over. And then, of course, you already got divorced because you can't get an annulment without a divorce. And then in the eyes of the state, the marriage is over. And so now what? So now you got to decide as a man, do, okay, she didn't, she didn't in the eyes of God, this marriage is, is void and null. Then do you either keep fighting for your wife or do you try to you go get another wife? That's kind of what it boils down to. Okay, in the big scheme of things. All right. Now, again, that is our show for today. And I hope you guys got some out of that. Um, it was really uh, it was I mean, I liked giving you those that information and I hope it helped you. Um, and the other thing, too, is, man, the main thing is, man. The main thing is, man, you've got to fix yourself. You, you really do work on yourself. Learn how to be the man that God created you to be so that you can be the husband that uh, your wife needs. Bam. Okay, and so as we always do, we end with the quote from Pope Benedict XVI which states society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle.
Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!